Welcome, true believers, back to the Nerd Smash Talk Cast. I am your host and guide, LT Thornton. Hold the applause, hold the applause. And I am joined by the world's greatest co-host, Mr. Steve Woods. Hey, good to be back, man. Yeah, man, so good to be back. Man, we had our, our re-debut last week. Felt good. Uh, after, after the new year, yeah, it felt good. Felt good to kind of get back into the, the routine of things mm-hmm. after the short break. With a ton but, of stuff. Uh, we came back with just so much. A gaggle of info. <laughs> For everybody that that powered through uh, last week's uh, Bonanza episode, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> that man. was a lot. Oh, man. Longest but, episode uh, yet. We covered a lot, too. I mean, that was... It felt so good to much. get it out, though. Because <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was... It was pent up for so long, bro. Yeah, yeah. We just had to sit on it. Yeah. We just had to sit on it. Anyway, our mission on the TalkCast, as always, is to bring you the latest in nerd culture, nerd news, and nerd reviews, whether that involves movies, TV, video games, D&D, science, comic books, anime, whatever. We will cover it because being a nerd is just not as limiting as you think it is, Steve. How true. Oh my gosh. And you know, I think I need to bring back one of our old segments. One of our one of our throwback segments. What's hot? What is hot in these streets? Hey. Now there is uh, not a whole lot that isn't is hot in the streets that we aren't already talking about. But I hopped on Twitter and I saw an interesting question pop up. Steve, who is the greatest WWE superstar? That never became <laughs> WWE champion, man, or listen, WWF champion. We, for that matter. I told you, I have not been actively into uh, WWE since late '90s. I guess it, I, it's the Attitude Era. Remember that? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of those I have. I don't know. I don't know, but. I'm just I'm just gonna throw some names out there because I'm not sure, and we'll just okay. we'll just see what happens. Okay. Uh, Hit me with how about Kevin Nash? Ah, uh, he was actually the What's WWE champion. Um, uh, as Diesel. Oh, as Diesel. <laughs> gotcha. Also, no. Uh, no. no. I'm just, just look. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't know about greatest. I'm just saying. Like I remember. I remember. A couple from that time period, and then before, of course. Uh, how yeah. how about somebody like Iron Sheik? That was back in my day too. I used to go watch him at Iron, Hair Arena. Iron Sheik was also the WWF champion. Mm. He, uh, I think he got beat by Hulk Hogan for the title. That makes sense. Way back in the eighties, and Hulk Hogan was uh, was champion for like eight years. Right. So, <laughs> um, how okay? I mean, the great the word greatest is throwing me off. So how yeah, about- I just think. <laughs> Think of somebody that is a, a huge superstar. Even from like the 80s. It was a lot less common for somebody to be a champion in like the 80s and the early 90s. Okay. So think of somebody that's huge that you just cannot, that, that you love. Right. That you just cannot picture. That I love? Let me. The uh, see, I remember. Hell, you might. 
I remember you might think a of somebody of as the champion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um How about Mick Foley? Mick Foley won was the he? WWF was he? champion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh as mankind was, probably. As mankind. Yeah. And it was part of the downfall of WCW. Mm. Uh when they put the title on him and they gave it away early on WCW Nitro. Man, um can you, you you said this person's been around since the eighties? Uh, I mean, there's it, it was a lot harder to be the champion sure, in the eighties because sure. you had people like Hulk Hogan that was on like six year runs, and man, I'm not you know, thinking it just in the didn't right direction. as often as it does now. Sure, sure, I'm not thinking in the right direction. How about uh, shoot, what was that dude's name with the with the kick, the sweet chin music? What was his name? Uh, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> why you say hook? Because I'm gonna get in trouble for uh, his name being mentioned. Uh, uh, he was the the WWF champion. All right, uh, several times. So, so should I go like? How, how about like George the Animal Steel? Ooh. Uh, so I do not believe he's been. Mm. The WWF champion. I don't know if you would necessarily want him to be the George. I don't think so either. I'm just saying. I just remember that dude. Uh, How about... (laughs) (laughs) Look. Wait, wait, wait. Let me me give you, like, something from my end, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, So... In my opinion, Coco I think Beware probably, was he a champ? No, he was not. I don't know. <laughs> now you could probably make an argument for somebody like the Junkyard Dog, yeah. to be the Huge. WWF champion. But uh, yeah, uh, let me see. It was so for me. I think the probably one of the greatest superstars, one of the greatest heels to never be the WWF champion. Uh, I know a lot of people would say Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. He was uh, never the champ? Never. Wow. See, I wouldn't uh, have said him just because he was so prominent. Exactly. But for me, the guy who was never the champ that I think really should have had a run, the million-dollar man, Ted Oh, DiBiase. Ted DiBiase? Man, yes. I, are you sure about that? Well, you're obviously sure about that. I just, I, I just remember him being like one of the, one of the main heels at the time, and yes, you know, like with the, I I feel like he started that, the Money in the Bank, you know, with the case hanging, you know what I'm talking about, where it was hanging up, and you had to climb the ladder to get the case, and you know, it was money, it was like his money, oh blah blah. Are you man? Is that? So the money in the base concept was invented by Chris Jericho in like yeah. 2005. So. All right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. No, you get credit. You get credit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Ted DiBiase would would probably be my my uh, choice there. I just think if you've ever gone back and you can see this on YouTube, go find. The, the skit that he did. It wasn't even a skit. He did this live in an audience with people. He was in an arena. There's a little kid, little black kid, just like standing there. And he's like, hey, if you dribble this basketball 10 times. And then he kicked it out of his hand. 
Yes, oh, it did. Oh, my God. At, I rem- at, Why do I remember nine. that? How impactful is that? It's so great because he was such a huge dick. <laughs> I hope he gave like, that he kid some kid... money, though. For real, though. No. Why? Uh, he wants people to hate him. He wants that kid to grow up hating him, hating his guts. Who is that he kid? He let that kid... Uh, who knows? But he, he let that kid dribble it all the way to nine, and then boop, kicked it away. Yep. <laughs> yep. I remember uh, that. Why do I remember that? I don't know if it's from yeah. maybe one of those WWE videos, like Best of, or maybe I saw it. You know, that's when I watched it. So, yeah. Maybe well, it was on uh, us. Uh, what is it? Saturday night. What is it? <laughs> what was that on Saturday nights when they Saturday nights main event? Yeah, Saturday night main event. Yeah. And then uh, Glow oh, yeah. would come on after it on Fox 45. <laughs> <laughs> I think Saturday Night's main uh, event was on NBC. I don't remember. Yeah, I th- they were usually on NBC yeah. channels. But uh, what else was it? Man, wrestling oh, was so I, fun. Is it fun like that now? No. Uh, I mean, if you look outside of the main company, WWE, it can be. Uh, wrestling does some super crazy, like super fun and goofy stuff now. Mm. Uh, the WWE stuff is just so bland. There's a people, there's people that shine, and I love a lot of the wrestlers themselves. Does uh, but they never get to show their personality nowadays? I'm about to hit you with the bedroom voice. Does Sasha okay. Banks shine though? Oh yeah, okay. go watch a Sasha Banks. Okay, go watch a Sasha Banks versus Bailey match, especially one from like Brooklyn. Uh, you will literally be like, dang, this might be the greatest women's match I've ever seen. Wow. Well, let me tell you yeah. something. Um, I'm, you know why I'm interested. Just because she's incredible. And she's mm-hmm. a Mandalorian. 100%. Mm-hmm. So. Little known fact about Sasha Banks. Her cousin is Snoop Dogg. Stop it. I kid you not. She, he literally took her to wrestling shows. What? Yeah. Because Snoop Dogg's a big wrestling guy yeah. fan too. Yeah. I think he's Man. a fan of everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, Sasha Banks' favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. She's modeled a lot of uh, stuff off of him. So, you know? Very cool. Very cool. Little Mandalorian tie-in. All right, guys. We spent uh, probably <laughs> eight minutes talking about uh, some wrestling. Uh, oh, before I let that comment go, too, uh, I would also give an honorable mention for never being the WWF champion to Mr. Perfect. Oh, that's felt a, like he should have had a run. That's a weird name to have, and then never be the champ. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's. that's but he tough. was so. You you hit somebody with something called the perfect the plex? perfect plex. Yeah, I remember that. That perfect ninety degree angle in between his foot and his thigh. It was beautiful. Toe extension, <laughs> ninety oh, degree. So clean. <laughs> How he always used to spit out his gum and then bat it with his hand? Mm. Come on. I don't even remember what movie was Mr. Perfect. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't even remember what he looked like. Mr. Perfect? Mm -hmm. Uh, Old 80s, greasy, like, blonde mullet. Okay. uh, The singlet. So 80s. You could have just said 80s. Super 80s. Because that's what they all look like. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very super 80s. But yeah, Mr. Perfect. He had that music. How do you remember? How do you remember? Uh, Nerdery! I I started, when the WWE Network came out, I started going back and watching old, Mm. like, 
you know, the WWE Network. It's not really that worth it now. I do not in, uh, suggest investing in it, mm. but it, unless you like going back and watching old Royal Rumbles like I did. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's go ahead and get into the show. We got we got the format all spread out for you here today. So, uh, a few things we're going to cover uh, as we go over to the show. Arcade 1-Up came out with a few new cabinets. We're going to talk about that and uh, how exciting those are. Uh, we got kind of a half confirmation about Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight. Yep. We're going to discuss that, what it potentially means. Also, there's a rumor about Jessica Jones and where she might pop up. Uh, Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. So, we'll give you a little insight there. Netflix announced that they're doing a movie per week for the rest of the year. What? That's kind of insane. We're going to touch base on that, but let's go ahead and jump into the lead of our show today. And that seems to be the biggest story right now is... Hey, Deadpool 3, Kevin Feige confirmed it's in the MCU yep. and it is R-rated. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, I had no doubt. It's just nice to hear him actually confirm it. You had no um, doubt? I had no doubt. Mm. Uh, D- Deadpool's too huge now. Yeah. Like, it makes way too much money. And in order for Deadpool to make the real jokes... That he's going to make now that he's in the MCU. Oh he gosh. needs to be a part of the MCU. Man, I didn't even think about that. All the stuff yes. that he can now talk about and make references to and the cameos that we may get. Yes. Uh, yes. That's pretty huge. I didn't think about it like that. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is this retroactive? Does that mean 1 and 2 are also in the MCU? No, it does not. Uh, Deadpool 3 is in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And... It's probably going to be post-Multiverse of Madness. I just, I wouldn't be surprised. Deadpool's a character you can literally plop into the MCU. No lead-up, no explanation. And he's like, well, I was in Fox's universe, but now I'm in Marvel's because of a rights dispute between... Uh, or because <laughs> and just have him say Fox. it, right? And just have him say <laughs> it. <laughs> the only character you can do that and with. And make references to X-Men that weren't there and... You know yeah. what I mean? Just it's it should be wild. But then, just start dragging people, and he's like, uh, "Oh, hey, I wonder where Whiplash is." <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or uh, now, did you see? Did you go see the original Deadpool in theaters? I did okay. on the day it came Me out. Me too. So it was like Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. We I think we had that kind of same experience. Shocking and uh, original, and so much fun. So, oh yeah, just to, for him to have that connection now, I think is going to be really big. Oh yeah, I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited for the potential of what it can mean for the larger MCU. I hope that you know he's able to cameo in things. I also want Josh Brolin's uh, Cable to come back, mm. and you for like the that? Thanos jokes to continue. Oh yes! yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Gotta continue the Thanos jokes. Please. Yes. Incredible. I mean, there's... there's. Oh, my gosh. There's also, so much you I can want, do here. I want Dopinder in the MCU. I don't know why. I don't know what that means for anything. <laughs> He's gotta drive the cab, though. I mean, you gotta but put him in there. Slot, <laughs> yeah, I wanna slot Dopinder in 
or some random movie later on. Yes. And he still has bodies in his trunk. And they're like, what? Bodies, ammunition, and weapons. Right. It's like, what is up with his cab driver? That's just how he gets around. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Dopender. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch those so, sometime this week, I think. Yeah, I need to I need to rewatch the first one. That's been kind of mm-hmm. bugging around in my head too. Uh so in our follow-up story, we've also got Netflix announcing a movie per week. Holy smoke. And this isn't like, oh, this is, you know, one of those Netflix movies. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> these the the actors that are in these movies make it feel like big budget releases. Uh, yes. One of the biggest ones um, is has Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and Dwayne Johnson in a western. It's a heist movie. Yeah, uh, was it a western? No, no, that's I, the I, that's the Idris Elba movie with uh, yeah. uh, Idris Elba and Regina King. They're in a western. Yes, please. It looked like um, what's his name uh, uh, from. From Lovecraft Country was in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Major, Kang, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah, Kang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, it Majors. looks like he'll be in that too, which is also exciting. But, Just a ton of um, stuff, though, man. Just these yeah. huge names like Chris Hemsworth and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Holly Berry's directing something. We got a we got a Leonardo DiCaprio movie in there. Lin Manuel Miranda yep. directing something. Yep, he's got a musical that looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah not bad. He's all over the place, man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. He's on Disney. He's on HBO Max. He's on Netflix. Man, how <laughs> do you think that's going to stack up to uh, those releases coming to HBO? Now, here's a, here's my question. Going into a weekend or whenever they release mm-hmm. it, you've got Kong versus Godzilla, and a Netflix movie that's straight to Netflix, no nothing. How do you how do you square that up if your Netflix movie gets more attention than your Godzilla movie? Um, well, you know, it just depends on the status of the theaters, you know, uh, or are you just talking about streaming? Just streams, streaming? just streams. Oh, um, you know, I mean, Netflix has a lot of pull. It has a lot of ways to like suggest things. I think its format is still the the best as far as suggesting things to you mm. and you know playing mini trailers in front of things. Like you don't really have a choice. You're like, oh, I'm watching this now. I guess it just leads you right into it. So if that happens, I definitely wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if HBO Max uh, is releasing numbers like that, mm-hmm. like telling people like how well stuff is doing. So, I don't know if we'll get the same kind of um, visibility on things that we mm-hmm. do when, like, that we normally do when, yeah. you know, these come out in the theaters. I think that Netflix is poised to really knock some things down this year, and I'll tell you why. Every Saturday morning, I go on Netflix and look at that top ten. And mm-hmm. I try to watch something that I think that looks interesting from that top ten. And it's usually... Okay. It's usually good. So if you've got several of these movies just locked up in that top ten for a few weeks, 
what what is what is HBO Max going to do? That's what I'm asking. They've got these massive blockbuster releases that should be strictly in theaters, and they're going to be up against these Netflix movies that have always been straight to Netflix. I just think they might take a hit. I mean, I don't really see that much of a hit because I think you have a lot of overlap. I I easily see someone that has uh, the same, you know, someone that watches one of those Netflix movies easily flipping over to Godzilla vs. Kong, too. The benefit to something like Godzilla vs. Kong, though, it's got a name. Mm. And that name is definitely going to carry over to, you know, other stuff that people watch. So... I, I don't I don't I think they'll be fine. What's bigger? At least until these what's bigger to start cannibalizing. Godzilla's name or uh-huh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a movie with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I think Godzilla's name, if only because it stands out a little like the IP I think is bigger than the rock. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh because I think even as big as movie stars are, I don't think movie stars are now what they were in like the nineties. When a movie was, you would literally see, oh, that that's got Bruce Willis. Bet you got to go. You know, I'm gonna go watch that Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, and oh, because Harrison it's in the Ford. theater, watch that Harrison Ford movie. It's in the theater for four months too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now, yeah. it's sequels and IPs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And name value is like, oh man, that's X movie, and it has The Rock in it. Oh, that's this movie, and it has Ryan Reynolds in it. Dang, you know, because mm-hmm. um, like I'll take a movie like Extraction. I think it did very well because Chris Hemsworth is a big star, and it's on Netflix, so it's free. And it was awesome. Uh, and, right, I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it was oh, very, very awesome. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to outpace something like, you know... Matrix 4. Yeah, Yeah. right. Because at the end of the day, Matrix 4 automatically has a higher visibility because people already know what that is. Mm -hmm. So, just my Good points. Good points. Well, they've got a ton of movies. And, uh, you know, there is a trailer out there on YouTube or their Twitter page. Uh, that kind of gives us some ideas of what's coming. Good stuff. Yeah, looking forward to that. Check that out. Let us know uh, on Twitter, guys, if you have any questions about that, or if you just want to discuss what looks good, what looks fire. You know what we probably need to be checking out. Mm-hmm. I can tell uh, uh, we're probably going to be breaking out this rating system that we introduced last week. <laughs> That's what I was going to uh, say. It's right on time, man. <laughs> If uh, <laughs> we gotta re- we're gonna review all these movies, so at least the ones we're interested in, uh, yeah. How many of them are the mud? <laughs> <laughs> so let's so there's 52 movies. What do you think are mud butt? What percentage of those 52? I mean, there's so many, and there's so many I'm not going to watch, yeah. like the Kissing Booth three. I didn't even right. know there was a Kissing Booth two. I remember Kissing Booth one, but. There's Do you three. remember? I don't even know what it. I don't. I don't even know what that is. I saw Kissing Booth I, three, and everybody was hype about it on Twitter. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> but why? Why though? But why? <laughs> so I, you know, it'll be it'll be tough to say. Sometimes you just throw something on. Um, 
whatever that animated movie is might be the mud butt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Netflix doesn't have a great track record with like. I, I take that. Whoa! Back. I watched that movie Klaus over Christmas. Party. Oh yeah, yeah. It was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let me stop being mean to Netflix for no reason. Listen, I have a guilty pleasure movie. Came out okay. in 2019. Um, okay. It has Ali Wong and Randall Park and Keanu Reeves in this movie. Oh, I I've heard of this movie. What is it? Always uh, be my maybe. Yeah, I have yeah. probably watched this movie a smooth five times. Really? Yeah. All right. It's just really funny uh, to me. Uh, listen, I I know I know it's a romantic comedy. I know. Still fun. Wait, wait, wait. Still wait, fun. Wait, wait. You can't just throw this movie out there. You got to get what's the rating? On oh it? man. Um. Uh. Let. <laughs> I would. I would say. I would say because of the number of times I've watched it. Uh, I wouldn't say, I will say this, the number of times I watched it puts it in the same ranking as Demolition Man for me. It's good. Demolition Man. It's good. Yeah, really good, rewatchable. Yes. That, that, that worked. It is a Demolition Man tier movie. <laughs> it is. It is. I might have to check that yeah. out. So, uh, what I will also put as a Demolition Man movie that I watched, uh, I meant to tell you, is, uh, we watched the first Christmas Chronicles movie with Kurt Bruh. Russell. That movie is so good. It is. It's it's in my Christmas rotation, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's got it's it's got that perfect blend, and I think a lot of movies have tried to replicate this, but it's got that perfect blend of like that '90s kind of Christmas movie. Yep. It's got a touch of adultness and hell, even violence. There's. <laughs> <laughs> they threatened to murder some ch- like some gang members threatened to murder some children at some point. There was a a drinking thing in a bar with Santa and he got locked up in jail. Either way, it was just I was I was like I don't know, 30 40 minutes into the movie and I'm like, "Damn, I'm having a real good time with this." So, Demolition Man tier Christmas Chronicles. I can't wait to watch the second one. So, Definitely go check out Christmas Chronicles when you get a chance. Definitely. But to, let me let me let me just go ahead and move on to our. I don't know how we got on Christmas. I don't. Know. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a couple of stories here. This they is kind of a big these, one. Uh, well, both of these stories are potentially kind of big, but they're also weird mm-hmm. because. So, uh, a Twitter user, a, a Twitter scooper. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing, but a, tw- a guy that often scoops a bunch of Hollywood stuff, said that uh, Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones is going to appear in She-Hulk. That's a rumor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, nothing's been confirmed. If you see any stories, oh, Jessica Jones is in She-Hulk. That's not confirmed, but it's a potential rumor, and it's from a, a, a source that has had potential scoops in the past. It's uh, Daniel RPK on Twitter, mm-hmm. at Daniel RPK. Um. But, uh, How do you feel about that? I'm fine with Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Jessica Jones makes sense in a She-Hulk show because, you know, I feel like she already dealt with lawyers. She dealt with, you know, Matt Murdock, yep. obviously. Uh, She-Hulk being a, a twenty or 30-minute legal dramedy or whatever. I think it, it'll make a ton of sense for her and She-Hulk to kind of be in the same vein and, and team up together. Yeah, I think it fits well. Um, 
Oh yeah. Uh, and there's also the rumor floating around out there about Charlie Cox's Daredevil uh, potentially being in Spider-Man Three. Yeah. So those two and Kingpin, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. I'm totally on board. Goodness with. gracious, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. I feel like that's the best thing he's ever done outside of an Edgar suit. Bruh, that was... <laughs> that kingpin was immaculate. Also, I think we need to uh, recognize John Barenthal as the Punisher. Yes. Because that yeah, was my was... favorite one of the, the Netflix yeah. uh, Marvel series. Yeah, I think uh, the he'll get his due eventually as the Punisher. Uh you know, in that whole, I hope so. If they decide to introduce that character, I don't, I don't know how, I think the MCU at the end of the day is outside of Deadpool, obviously is pretty much for kids and it's tough to kind of introduce the Netflix backstories with these characters into this whole thing. So I'm kind of thinking they might be alt versions of the Netflix heroes. Mm. So, not quite the same yeah. Jessica Jones that we know from Defenders. Not quite the same Daredevil. Hopefully a better costume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not quite the same Punisher. Yeah. Hopefully actually wears a costume. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, let me tell you something about Marvel. I got caught up this weekend in an emotional spiral watching Endgame reactions on YouTube. Yes. Yes. It was so dumb. I'm like, why am I doing this and laughing and cheering along with these people as they watch it in the theater? It just it was just that, good though, for real. That's why the theater experience matters, yeah. honestly. Like being there opening night watching Endgame and having an entire theater of people screaming and crying mm-hmm. during that final sequence, it's just chef's kiss. <laughs> it really is. It really it doesn't is. get better. No, no, it hasn't gotten better. And that's and that's kind of and I love your point from last week because I was thinking about that. What a way to end it for a year. Yeah. Over a year. And they didn't even think they were gonna be happy, right. uh this year gap, but man, like WandaVision comes back this week, and when I tell you that we are ready for it, bro, it's insane it is going to two episodes too man have you seen the early no i've completely stayed away from it and i was so mad that they played a trailer on the ncaa championship game i was so mad but you know i still watched it whatever but uh yeah two episodes too yeah uh three words i'm seeing and i haven't seen any spoilers this is just you know Basic early reactions. Three words I'm seeing. Outstanding. Weird. Please. And like creative. Like the MCU keeps changing the game. That's that's kind of the sentiment that I keep seeing. And kind of a, a little uh, thing that went under the radar. Paul Bettany said... Uh, a Marvel character appears in this show that you wouldn't expect. Oh my god! 
Uh, I think we kind of saw that like, coming have anyway. Fun who that is. You know, I'm just yeah. He's like, have fun guessing who. Uh, that is. I, <laughs> listen, I I have to work on Friday. I don't know how I'm gonna make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there was also a a trending thing that WandaVision's currently outpacing the Mandalorian. In interest, uh, interest, yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. You know, because you know Disney kind of messed up Star Wars. You know, they're they're <laughs> they're riding the ship now, but uh, you know, I could yeah, see that. Fair enough. Oh gosh, uh, the other thing that we uh got was Oscar Isaac was confirmed by the director of Moon Knight and the cinematographer of Moon Knight to be in the movie. But, like, what does that really mean? Because that's not an official press release from the studio. Hey, this is the guy that's going to be in our movie. Mm -hmm. Kevin Feige explicitly has not said his name as confirmed or anything yet when it comes to, you know, he just had the investor call a couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, what do you, what's your take on that? Um, my take is that I think he's locked in and I think he's working on developing the show with the, mm-hmm. the director and the script writers and stuff like that. I don't know if he's been signed to a contract yet. And I think Kevin Feige is notorious for not wanting to announce anything that hasn't been signed or hasn't, isn't basically written in stone. You know that he hasn't got locked. Yeah, in. he wants to announce it when it comes up like that. So now yeah, this I isn't. I don't know what the holdup is. This isn't a movie, right? This is a show, a TV show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. And you you heard some stuff about uh, what they're bringing in for the show for Moon Knight. Like, oh, it was the cinematography. Oh yeah. Yeah, the cinematographer is the same cinematographer that was uh, uh, on Watchmen and Game of Thrones, so that's pretty big. I mean, to get yeah. to get this person uh, for I mean, both of those series were gorgeous, save yeah. one season of Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty exciting that they're going that big, that they're going that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, and the fact that Moon Knight itself also deals with a lot of Egyptology and, um, you know, potentially has a, a very Indiana Jones-esque vibe with while also dealing with a potential mil- mental illness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could be trippy, you can be, you know archaic there's just so many ways you can go with Mm -hmm. it i'm very excited yeah i i see it as a blend of uh like indiana jones and legion Ooh. okay yeah okay like he doesn't know what to trust his mind's playing tricks on him he's also in a in a pyramid in the middle of egypt (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I don't, I'll tell you, I really don't know a ton about Moon Knight, but that makes it mm-hmm. more exciting for me, I think, because I'm just looking uh, forward to seeing all of it. All you need to know is he's more crazy, more unhinged Batman dressed in white. Awesome. That was what he was conceived as. That is what he is. 
He's got a really cool costume, mm-hmm. especially in the all white. Uh, yeah, I think they'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. I like Oscar Isaac. I think more yeah. things, more. And I just learned this week how much of like bros he is with Pedro Pascal. Well, that was over. So right, like, that was even over uh, New Year's Eve. They were just kicking it. Yeah. Like, what are you? Yeah, they are boys. <laughs> they are boys, boys. Like they they go back away. That's crazy. Dude. And he's probably looking at Pedro being on Mando, and he's like, dang, man, that worked out for you? Yeah. Like, yeah, bro, you got to get yourself a Disney Plus show, yep. my guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you want to film a 12-hour movie? He's like, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, that yeah, that, that pretty much rounds up our Marvel news. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you got some uh, some information from Arcade 1-Up. Yeah, do you, do you... Do you like those? Uh, the little cabinets? Yeah, the arcade one-up cabinets. Um, if you don't know about them, they're just smaller arcade cabinets uh, with basically a uh, a ROM. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how they operate. And they're uh, arcade classic games or a lot of classic games in one cabinet. So uh, I have two. I have... Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat 2. And the Mortal Kombat one comes with Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, and Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, Street Fighter comes with Street Fighter Champion Edition, uh, Super Street Fighter 2, and Super Street Fighter 3. So, you know, I, I don't play them as much as I should because those are my those are my <laughs> games anyway. But uh, yeah. the Arcade 1-Up releases uh, what they're bringing out for fall every year around this time, mm-hmm. um, usually for mm-hmm. CES. Uh, last year, it was uh, NBA Jam and Big Buck Hunter. Um, this mm-hmm. year, we've got five new cabinets. Uh, one of those five. five, five new cabinets. Now, one of the cabinets actually shares games, but it comes with different artwork on the cabinet uh, that looks like the original arcade cabinets. Uh, Dragon's Lair. I don't know if you remember that Ooh. arcade gem. Yeah. Um, it yeah. looks beautiful. Uh, and they've also added on the front of those cabinets kind of faux coin slots, which is what people have been asking for. Uh, and they also have the uh, the risers. The, they're about a foot and a half riser that adds height to the actual cabinet uh, with the same graphics that are on the cabinet itself. Now, this cabinet is... Pretty sweet because it does come with Dragon's Lair, comes with Dragon's Lair 2, Time Warp, and it comes with Space Ace, which is another one of those Don Bluth animated yeah. uh, arcade games. Now, you can get th- get it in this cabinet, or you can get it in a Space Ace cabinet. Pretty sweet. Ooh, Pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. Um, next is, oh man, bruh, Killer Instinct Arcade. Ooh. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I one of the big reasons, big draws for me to go to like the movie theater. What arcade games are they gonna have for me to play? Killer Instinct was always mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, you know, cutting my teeth on Street Fighter, being amazed that somebody knew how to throw a fireball, and then when Killer Instinct came out, that com- the combo system is what got me, right? 
So this, listen to this, this killer instinct cabinet, right? Comes with killer instinct, killer instinct two, mm -hmm. another rare game from the arcade Battletoads arcade. Oh, dude. <laughs> and Battletoads double dragon. But wait, Yo. there's more. This cabinet actually has uh, something that they're using now that is called live Wi-Fi, which lets you connect to a friend's arcade cabinet at their house, and you can play together. Oh, wow. So, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Uh, definitely looking forward to that one. That's one that I may get. Like, I may just, I may yeah. get that one. Uh, just because, yeah. just to round out kind of my fighting games that I have here. Uh, By the way, for me, the the Killer Instinct cabinet was only for me. I could only find it at the bowling alley. Oh, okay. So okay, you remember what it looked like? Because it looks exactly the same. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember it down to like the yeah, yeah. everything yeah. top the graphics on the yep, side. exactly the same. Uh, the next one is uh, the Atari Legacy Edition arcade cabinet. Twelve games in this Ooh. bad boy. So, okay. so they're all the Atari classic games from the arcade. Uh, yeah. Centipede, Missile Command, you know, all of those. Um, don't want to go through all 12 of them because, I don't know. I mean, unless you're like a huge Atari aficionado, which you may be, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, this one also comes with the live Wi-Fi. So you can play okay. with a friend there, too. So, um, Last but not least, and then we'll just kind of move on after this. Uh, the X-Men four-player cabinet. Doesn't matter, though. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... X-Men? So this bad boy uh, comes with a couple of games. Uh, it does come with the X-Men arcade game. Four-player, by the way. Cabinet is beautiful. Um, it also oh. comes with, I don't know... Uh, Captain America and the Avengers. Um, oh, what? <laughs> and the Avengers and Galactic Storm. I don't know if you remember that one. So, no, I don't all three of those one, but... are on there. And live Wi-Fi. So, good times. Good times. This is going to be... This one is going to be expensive, though. Like, I, okay. like these, these other... How much do these generally run? So, the four-player ones have been $400 a piece. That's why I haven't got any of them. Um, that's not bad. Isn't it? I mean, that's a, essentially a whole video game console to play three yeah. games. Uh, I mean, if you save up for it or whatever, but I don't... I mean, hey, I don't got the kind of moolah. Part of it is for the aesthetic, though, It is. Right? It like, really you is. You want the, the cabinet sitting in your room... You're, it's instantly cool. You walk into somebody's house and there's a fucking video game cabinet. <laughs> I mean, that Turtles cabinet, <laughs> Turtles, uh, TV Ninja Turtles, which also had Turtles in oh. Time in the cabinet, four-player, yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, they also had a Star Wars cabinet. This was pretty cool because it came with a seat that made it feel like the sit-down arcade cabinet. It was kind of stretched out. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty cool, too. But I didn't get any of those. I mean, it's just a lot of dough. I really wanted that Turtles cabinet, though. But I think that Killer Instinct, when I'm going to have to do that. Fair enough. All right. Well, I mean, those sound very exciting. Uh, I 
do not know where I would put one if I managed to get one, <laughs> but they are on my list. Yeah. If I if I get a basement all set up, I'm definitely gonna have a couple of those ready to go. That Captain in America and the Avengers. Right. Movie, if I could have that as a cabinet, done deal. Well, actually, I know that uh, they make one for. Um, they made one for Marvel vs. They Captain did. Marvel. That one came out last year too. That would easily be the first one I would get. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that one at Walmart just in case it goes on clearance, man, because they still have them. I saw the art on the side of that, yeah. and I was just like, oh, salivate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's really clean. I'll tell you, the interface yeah. is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, you know, all yeah. the classic arcade sound is there. Uh, a couple of those mm-hmm. cabinets have uh, stereo sound. and I think the... Uh, I don't think I have any almost stereo. Because they remade the... Uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat cabinets, and they included more games and uh, modified the sound on them too. But uh, I don't have any of the of the newer ones. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let me uh, just kind of move on to our final segment here. Uh, we got a little bit of time, and man, Steve, I just want to ask your opinion about something. <laughs> uh, and th- and okay. this has been a really Marvel heavy show. But I just need to circle back around to it. What? What are your What are your thoughts? What are your feelings about Tony Stark? Especially, let's let's stick specifically to the MCU. Okay, specifically in the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of a jerk. Kind of a jerk. Um, but like lovable jerk. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I know what you're getting at, uh, but I'm trying not to add in my feelings from comic books into, into my saying, feelings man. now, uh, as far okay. as the MCU goes, because if we were including that, it would only be jerk. He's kind of mostly jerk in the movies though, right? Like he causes a lot of mayhem across this universe and his legacy even post even post death (laughs) he's still causing a lot of problems and it's going to continue (laughs) because those issues have not just gone away i mean he literally created a robot that tried to destroy the earth with the earth and learn nothing from (laughs) it In the Double same down. movie, he said, let me make another one. <laughs> Double down. I got it this time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even think about the implication of, like, yes, he casually invented time travel. Great. Good job. That's, you understand <laughs> the implication At his of kitchen that? table, like, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah. We already know his death satellite that he gave to a 16-year-old. Right. Is floating around. Somebody more skilled isn't going to be like, "Oh, I'm just traversing through Tony Stark's old project." Wait a second, you said a death sat man. That is crazy. I never thought about that. (laughs) You never thought about him giving no to literally a 16 year old dude from from Queens. (laughs) Yeah, and you remember how that was stolen from him? Yes, it was stolen. because. An employee of his. Oh my he, god! He, he took his work, didn't give him credit, named it Barf, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then threw it under the rug, never to be oh, used again. His God. employees got bitter. He had enough employees under his uh, employ that were bitter enough at him to be like, <laughs> let's plot to ruin this guy's whole reputation and make a bunch of money and do a bunch of crimes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the way to go. <laughs> that's the move right there. Ugh. Yeah, I, I feel and like... I feel like maybe we haven't touched on the repercussion from from Tony Stark for everything before Endgame, and maybe we'll yeah. see some of that in this Phase Four and beyond, because it yeah. could be ridiculous. It could be. I mean, man, I don't know. I pull up a lot of gripes, and they're all nitpicks. You know, let, let's. I, I don't. I don't necessarily hate Tony Stark guys. Uh, uh really? Put that out. Really? Because I, I feel I like problems with. I feel like even before the MCU, we've had this conversation. Well, I've never, I never liked Iron Man in the comics. Like he was a B or C list hero for a reason because he's Batman without the drama, right? He doesn't have. Okay. Uh, the the whole scar scarring moment that defined him, you know, he could just kind of drinks and hangs out with the Avengers and and parties and and shows up. And a lot of his comics and a lot of his books don't end up being successful because he's just just not a lot of compelling stories for a billionaire that just kind of jokes around, does what he wants all the time, right? That's he's super genius and can invent pretty much anything he mm-hmm. thinks of. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of tough to involve an engaging story. That's why he doesn't have a huge rogue gallery of all these classic, iconic villains. And the one villain that, uh, you know, he had that really defines him is really kind of a racist stereotype. And they had to retool him like crazy. They did. <laughs> but yeah, when I was talking about uh, what happened with Ultron, I just feel like that had major repercussion even in like Civil War because he essentially created a robot that planned on destroying the Earth and then he was like, hey, you know what? You guys really screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have you running around all willy-nilly. He definitely pulled up to the Avengers. Like, they were sitting in there having a meeting, and he goes, Hey guys, this, uh, this kid's, uh, this, uh, dead kid's mom uh, approached me in a hallway and said, I personally murdered her son. And while that may be true, because I, uh, exploded the, the continent that I blew up that crushed the building her son was in, I feel like you guys really need to be taking accountability for this and should be registering everything about yourselves and put yourself at the employ of the of the government. Never mind, literally like five or six movies ago, I was literally <laughs> in front of Congress saying, I've successfully privatized world peace. Uh-huh. You'll never get my stuff. And he's throwing deuces on Congress. <laughs> <laughs> and telling them how there's not armor for the world. It's just, oh gosh. Right. I, I, I don't think it's, like, 
should be understated that Congress at that time literally had members of of Hydra. In yeah. It. So, you know, are you saying that can't happen again? Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of moral implications. Moral, with, you know, dude. Your... How many Avengers? How many people close to him did he try to kill? <laughs> Yeah, uh, he he definitely um, like literally you know, once... tried to murder. Uh, there's a reason that him and uh, Winter Soldier didn't have a makeup scene in Endgame, right? Because... <laughs> <laughs> he literally chased him down and tried to murder him because his dad. It was it was on site. Never mind, <laughs> like. Bro, he's clearly been mind controlled. He's clearly been deceived into doing all this stuff. But like, is it so on site? Like, you have to never. Wouldn't you be more mad at the person that gave him those orders? Yeah. I mean, I guess you have yeah. a face to put to it, and you're not thinking rationally. Nah, like, he's supposed to be a genius, and all he does is think rationally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like if Thanos killed his mom, he would have been at Thanos' set. Like, when they were trying to, like, grab him and take the Infinity <laughs> yes. Gauntlet, he would have had this exact same reaction that Star-Lord had. You <laughs> killed my mom! <laughs> Probably. Can we stop for a second and think about uh, the logical way to approach this, please? Yes. Yes. Not to mention, I mean, but, he literally tried to kill Steve Rogers. Literally, I mean, he was, he was, I'm going to murder you because you're mm-hmm. protecting him. And, yes. and that's my dad, not your dad. Yeah. So. And the only reason he's alive is because he lost and Steve wasn't about that. <laughs> wasn't about that murder <laughs> life. Bro, I don't have beef with you. I'm just trying to get you to calm down so we can go stand over oh, here. Oh man. Oh man. But <laughs> if you, listen, if you're saying that, how, how about Pepper Potts? I mean, what about Pepper Potts? I mean, he kind of got lucky that she didn't die in the oh, MCU yeah. and Iron Man 3. It was yeah. he kind of, I mean, literally, you kind of got lucky. It wasn't it wasn't anything that you did mm-hmm. because she was she was essentially dead. So she was she was dead for five minutes in Iron Man 3 and he was having a, a pretty big moment about it, but then she came back with uh, superpowers. But all that was his fault. And... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't be taunting the terrorists with your address. <laughs> probably your not. You wouldn't have ended up in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I there's definitely a lot of issues there i mean age of ultron is just yeah the whole movie is not a good look for him neither is in my opinion civil war for a lot of ways because he's positioned as the antagonist and while you can kind of see where he's coming from he goes about it in such a blunt kind of my way or the highway kind of way he he goes and recruits a child because he needed somebody like (sighs) With some hands on his team. Uh, listen, he recruited a child 
to go fight superheroes. In Germany. In Germany. <laughs> he essentially was like, you know what? Uh, come with me. Yeah. You might die because yeah. these guys, you know, right. superheroes. Yeah. And also hit on his, like, oh aunt while he God. was there. What a garbage bag. Now that you're bringing all this to light. <laughs> what a bag of garbage. Uh. <laughs> I mean, even, uh, shoot, was that Civil War? Where he tried yeah. to kill the Hulk, too? I mean, he was. Whoa, wait, he tried to kill the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, he was literally slamming his head into the ground. Through the ground. Oh, but it's the Hulk. I'm just right. saying. You can shoot Bruce Banner in the head. He'll be fine. <laughs> just say it's I, just. I think they plan for that contingency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, also, he's like, "Well, this uh, Murderbot's continent is flying to the ground. I guess <laughs> the best option is to laser it and cause all the chunks to hit the homes and the stuff below. Oh, Thor, so you go up there. I'll go down here. We'll uh, we'll swing on this thing, <laughs> and then I I guess we'll go home." And have a party. Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. How about uh well I, yeah, I guess we kind of touched on it. Just just the whole Spider-Man thing. He gave him a suit that mm-hmm. could murder. Yeah, I don't know why he he really I don't, I don't know what his whole relationship with Spider-Man is, but Boy, he introduces him to him a lot of ways to kill people. <laughs> right. It just gives him the keys to his whole tech empire. Like, here you go. Yeah. yeah I know you're 16. Yeah. I know you're going through some things. Uh, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. And, by the way, part of the reason why in Spider-Man Homecoming, why the Vulture story is so relatable is because... Literally, Tony Stark just kind of came in and dunked on his whole livelihood. He did! He did! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I got these government contracts. So, why don't you come in, uh, or, you know, get out of here people that have already been doing this. (laughs) And made a a whole living out of it, and... There's no way for me to bring you into my operation and fairly compensate you. And, you know, give you benefit. You know, let me make you an employee, but give you... You can lead this whole wing or division. You're out. All he did was send a government agent in. (laughs) And there's a picture of him doing his, like, you know, finger gun pointing pose with the sunglasses on. Like, oh, it's me now. Uh." (laughs) It's just like, yeah. That blue collar guy is probably, you know, thank goodness... He only decided to put on a wingsuit and go commit more crimes. (laughs) And just to get money. Like, that's... Yeah. That he was... In real life, that guy probably, like, shows up to your office with a pistol. (laughs) Probably whatever government building they were in, that bad boy would have been gone. Yeah. So, it's just, you know... (laughs) he's, He's screwed over a lot, a lot of people. Uh... Even his dad, you know, fares a little blame. Mm. Just for, it seems like every single one of their movies is like, no, we don't really think about other people or the consequences of our actions. Yeah. So, you know, that, that <laughs> it is what it is. 
and then they just leave it. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that even goes back. What we got the show coming up uh, on Disney Plus, the Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. Yes. Iron Man's tech gets out in the world. That shit isn't secured. No. What? What are you doing? Right. And he's kind of an ass to Rhodey anyway. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Rhodey never gets that. No. No. (laughs) No. Putting in work. Paralyzed. Never gets to come out on top. Yeah. It's kind of messed up that um, Rhodey got like the the special like. (laughs) Wait. Hold on. I remember this point and it's this is pretty messed up. So, did you notice that um, Rhodey's suit, as he's falling to the ground uh, and he's paralyzed, he just hits the ground. There's no kind of fail-safe or anything. Oh. But Peter's oh. suit, when he was falling from oh, space, had a parachute. Oh, it did have a parachute. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a I might setup. Have, <laughs> I might have asked why, why I didn't get a parachute in my armor. Immediately. I, I Oh, what an ass. <laughs> also, he never really updates Iron War Machine suit. It just gets bigger and, like, it's got more stuff. He never had the lasers. No. No, he didn't. War Machine didn't get the nanotech. Where, he just got, like... Is Rhodey not worthy of the nanotech? <laughs> he just got, like, the ballistic launchers. <laughs> and that was, that was really it. It just made his suit more bulky. Bro, in Endgame, Rhodey had to go crawl under rubble oh to find God. his suit. Iron Man was, he just went, oh, whoo, boy, that explosion was dangerous, right? Good thing my <laughs> Anybody best see that? friend. Thank goodness I for this nanotech. my best tech. friend is okay. My literal best friend. He should, he should be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be crawling oh, around there with his dead legs. <laughs> Who, knows? Yeah. Who knows? Oh, cool, cool. He, he found the, uh. Oh, ooh, cool. He found a way out. Oh, and he found the um, backup armor. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, I'm just saying, there's some issues. There's some logical fallacies uh, with, with his way of thinking. And there's some people, they'll defend him. And that's fine, okay? You like Tony Stark. You like what he does. You like what he represents, which is innovation and science and all this other stuff. I just think that there is a callousness to Tony Stark where there's not a consideration, mm. really, really, like a deep consideration for the repercussions of, of his actions and what they Like do an irresponsibility until it affects him. And right. then it's because everybody around him's fault. Yeah. Because even in Iron Man 3, right, he goes through all that, he blows up his suits. This is my way forward. Blah blah blah. He still makes suits after yeah. that, and if he he makes Ultron after Iron Man three, after the stuff with extremists, after the stuff with you know pe- someone taking over one of his armors mm. and using it to go kidnap the president. <laughs> that happened. Oh my god! Watch Iron Man three again. <laughs> oh man. He's like, well, I'll keep making I'm good. And then Avengers Age of Ultron comes around, and he's just got the whole suite again. He's like, yeah, yeah, I've got the... Uh... <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm making these uh, these robot sentries. Yeah. Uh, they, they will uh, police the world. Mm-hmm. 
That's fine, right? Because Everybody good with that? Yeah. We good? Everybody straight? <laughs> I don't care. You good? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And and then even in Infinity War, his refusal to be like I, I should I should call Captain America in on this. We should we should be teamed up together. No. He's like, uh, hesitation. Even in Endgame, he was still holding on to like feelings. When there's yeah. obviously something we need to do here. And, and Cap Cap's just taking it because he's like, I know this isn't the time for this, but let him say his piece because we need him to, to help us moving forward. Mm. And, well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Oh, I love it. So, guys, if you're hearing some of the stuff that we said, feel free to uh, rebut us. You know, maybe there's some points of, of Tony Stark that we didn't think about. I know that he did the snap to save the universe. Okay. But uh, there were also a lot of other people on that battlefield. And I just feel like the best choice to make the snap wasn't a 60 plus year old man. Mm. Maybe it was Captain Marvel. That was always my thought. She's pretty fast. Yeah. You know, she flew from deep space to Earth in very quick time. Yeah, and she's very strong. I'm just saying, maybe that should have been her. She was a few feet away. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's not like Thanos can fly, so you can be like, hey, Captain Marvel, get up here. Yeah. And then she flies up, she puts a thing on, oh, snap, snap him away. Oh, everybody go away. Uh, Thor was around. He was. He was. Um, You know, hell even, I, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man could take it. Ooh. I'm just saying, like, a literal 60-plus-year-old man. (laughs) True. That recently went through a a pretty traumatic (laughs) event five years ago where he barely survived an encounter where he was very malnourished. He was also stabbed in the gut. Yeah. He's got some scars. He's got some damage. Mm -hmm. Some years taken off of there. Sure. A couple years taken off, yeah. Um, Maybe not your best choice to... uh, (laughs) Take the universe saving snap. <laughs> but that's who he is though, right? I mean that's that's what exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out like this. I am Iron Man. Yeah, man. We know. Yeah. <laughs> like Thanos like punk slapped you like twenty feet away. It's gonna take him a little bit of time to cover that ground. Mm-hmm. So if some if anybody else is up, this is like, hey man, go take. You had enough time to get like your dunk line off, like the eye. And Thanos should have been running towards him the whole time he was going. I am. Look left, look right. Just to make really, sure I've seen him. That's what the was. Nobody. What it was. <laughs> uh, nobody. Oh, and hey kid, uh, yeah. this murder satellite—it's already in the mail. It's coming right to you, yeah. buddy. Also, it's kind of messed up of, of Doctor Strange, I'll admit, too. Because he's sitting there like, Blah, I would, but I'm I'm holding that little waterfall. <laughs> uh, I am feeling fine. I have literally no damage. <laughs> but, you know, this waterfall. This water, this water though. <laughs> yeah, never mind that I could uh, open a portal with one hand and you could drop it in that portal and go to deep space and we're all good for a little while. Uh, no, it's 
I'm dealing with this one. Tony, you should you should totally uh, <laughs> snap your fingers. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Remember man. that time you called me a wizard, you jerk? <laughs> and I'm just going to let this happen. Yeah. I don't think Dr. Strange appreciated the nickname. No, no he did not. I don't think any of them do, but they just put up with it because... And, like, nobody ran over there like, no, Tony, don't do that. Don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> not you, Tony. Yeah. Dang, does Tony have to buy all his friends? Oh, man. Kinda. Because, like, Happy's his employee. Yeah. Rhodey gets to just do cool shit. With, <laughs> with some Iron Man armor. No uh, doubt. Iron Man armor, plus before that, he just got to go on private jets and go race cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hmm. I don't... And in the Avengers, I think they just tolerate Dude, him. that's a hilarious like, take. Like, every time he comes by, they just kind of roll their eyes. Ugh. He's like, yeah, ACDC playing it. I mean, like, okay, okay, Tony, let's let's get serious. He even tried to kill <laughs> Thor at one point. Thor choked this shit. Yeah, him when he uh, when Ultron was a thing, he's like, bro, you play too much. <laughs> That's all you do is play too much. I'm sick of your games. Stop playing, okay? You, you just play. You too play much. too much. Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop. Uh, Please. Uh, Anyway. I think that's probably a good stopping point for us today. (laughs) We probably lost half of our audience. How dare you? (laughs) I cried at the end of the end game. (laughs) You know who didn't cry at the end of the end game? (laughs) Oh, damn. Just ice. Ice. Nah, because... Because everybody was saying Cap was going to die. Mm. And uh, I'm just glad it uh, was Cap. Cap got to live out his days as an old man. Like a G. <laughs> <laughs> and Cap would have made that sacrifice. Yeah. He, he was prepared. That moment when he stood up and he's, he's walking towards Thanos. And I was just like. Yeah. You hear the music. It's like, that was Cap's sacrifice music. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> you were ready. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But then, it wasn't. Uh... <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. That was that was insensitive. Anyway, thank you guys so much again yeah. for listening to another episode. Oh, yeah, one last thing I want to say. Uh, Steve, uh, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and give me my flowers. Um, I would like to congratulate you. And uh, your Cleveland Browns for soundly trouncing the Pittsburgh Steelers in your first playoff game in 20 years. 22 years. Yes. Good Lord. 22 years. I mean, let me tell you something. This playoff game, Mm -hmm. I... I wasn't ready for the emotions that I had, and I'm not a Cleveland Browns mega fan. I'm, I just couldn't believe it. Look, well, because we're just used to the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers being so dominant who, on both of us, or both of our yeah. teams, for so long. Who is that lineman? Uh, Hans. Boy, <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be a wrap. 
He was signed off of the Jets practice squad. <laughs> Never played an NFL game. Yep. <laughs> Thrown right into the playoff game against the Steelers. Clutch. Mm-hmm. So clutch. Just, just mwah, mwah, mwah. chef kisses all around. Uh, we we both got to see the treat of Big Ben. Crying. Oh man, I loved every second of that. Uh, I saw that some. Steelers fans are like, oh, man, this is terrible. You know, he, he looks like he's thinking about retiring. And my thing, here's my thing. I saw him sitting there crying, like, right? That's a lot of heart. But I can't really feel for him because he's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's got um, a checkered past. <laughs> checkered. For those of you that don't know, you can Google uh uh, ben Roethlisberger crimes, and I'm sure you will not be pleased with the results. Yeah, man. Um, I also think that he, he here's the thing about him, though, right? Uh, he sat there. He took in the celebration from Cleveland, which was very respectful. He didn't leave the sideline, uh, and I he didn't. I don't know if he shook hands. No, he didn't. Yeah, he right. didn't. But it just looked like to me, like maybe. Just maybe he was taking that all in just for his last season. Like, I don't know if it's his last season. No, I'm talking season about next because... year because he's still got a year on his contract, but he oh, ain't going to yeah, forget yeah. this loss. He ain't going to forget no. it. He's just going to use that. No. Uh, you know, I'd say, like, bring it on. The one thing I'll say about Pittsburgh, too, is they are not in a great position right now mm-hmm. as far as – you know, their, their future build yeah. and, and like, what is like, what, what their future looks, looks like. Looks like the nineties. Mason Rudolph does not look like the answer, no. uh, the, the future. Um, so I, you know, I guess we'll, we'll just have to see, you know, what, what it is. I will tell you who else looks like the future in our division though. Joe Burrow and those big Yeah, Joe you guys Burrow. Up that offensive line. Uh, you guys are going to be something special. Joe Burrow, man. I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping hoping against hope that you know that that's uh, that that comes through. I really do. I that think dude, he's something special. That dude has ice in his yeah. veins. I think he's something Andy's special. From Ohio? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary. Um, KC. Yeah. Listen, if it doesn't work out, <laughs> I'm not even saying that it's not going to work out. Listen to me. I'm not even going to say that. I'm saying if it doesn't right. work out, holy shit, man. These Browns are going to continue yeah. to be a threat. Mm-hmm. Look, I just want the game to be competitive. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you have to I worry about to that. I be able to hang in there. Um, I know we have a lot going against us. I, if, if I wasn't a Browns fan, man, I wouldn't pick the Browns to win this I, game. Patrick Mahomes is a yeah. next level He is. He is. But I think that... You know, you go into each one of these seasons, right? And then you yeah. see things develop through the season that, that tell a story. Who has a better story this year than Cleveland? That 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 squad is tight right now. Yeah. And they're just, they've been through so much adversity this season. Right. You know, they've had COVID outbreaks. They've had injuries to really key players. 
Um, they've had the, the the head coach didn't even play in the mm-hmm. last game. They've just had thing after thing after thing, and they keep finding different ways to win. And I have shed many tears on this season out of joy, which is weird because I never get to be happy about Cleveland sports. And the, it's just it's just. Let amazing. me ask you I, something. I don't think yeah. I, it, it that was the defensive coach on Sunday night, right? The head, the head coach? coach, the defensive coach. For nah, he was like a, a assistant coach. Okay, I the reason why I was wondering is because I don't remember a time when any AFC team stopped the run against Pittsburgh like that. Oh, the Pittsburgh hasn't been re- really able to run all year. But though. they, they, man, that first quarter, I, I can't even, I can't even. Yeah reconcile that in my head like how did that even happen it was just strike after momentum. strike after strike momentum yeah we had a, a quarterback who was ready to step up step up to yeah. the challenge and you got that too you just got to shore up burrow's protection yeah. and maybe a couple pieces on defense but like all of those pieces are there anybody uh yeah, from the jets need a job i mean are we looking <laughs> are we looking yeah, good times, man. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch it this weekend. For sure. Uh, three 3.05 p.m. Yeah. It's it's going to be – my heart is going to hurt until then because I, I don't see a path to victory. But Oh, come on, you know. man. I don't know about that. I think, I think that they're going to give a game no matter what. No matter what, it's going to be something to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen Patrick Mahomes come back. Yeah, from, man. You know, three that interceptions dude. and thirty points. That now, dude. So. The, that game's uh, literally not over until yeah. You know the final second. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see. But uh, that's our show, guys. Please hit us up on the socials. You can find me on Twitter, lt the fifth. That's l t t h a f i f t h. Please like, rate, and subscribe the Nerd Smash Talkcast on. All of the different services that you can listen to us on. Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, etc. Steve, what's your deets and what's our deets? So, Nerd Smash Talkcast on Twitter. Nerd Smash underscore TC. Please let us know what you think of this last episode. And let us know what you think about the scoundrel that is Tony Stark. <laughs> scoundrel. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Steve L. Dub. Um, you know, I, I just feel, oh, I, I gotta tell y'all something too. Can I say it? My PlayStation gone, bro. Oh, you sold it? It's gone. But I did post some pictures of the actual packaging and how it came. And I feel like, I feel like Burger King didn't come through like Taco Bell did. I just feel like it wasn't. As big of a deal like Taco Bell made it with the uh, Xbox. That's all. It was like a little scrap Burger of paper. Been, Burger King's been struggling lately. Let's 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 not. Uh, <laughs> they ain't struggling. They they be alright. They're going through a rebrand right now. So <laughs> let, let's let them have their little bit of a moment right yeah. now. But uh. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening to us, as always, and. We'll we'll see you on the flip see side. See y'all next week. And we and we need it. We need an ending catchphrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see y'all on the flippity flop.